Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Vivian, recorded in July 2023. She once dreamed to be the first female Prime Minister of Canada and chose hospitality instead. She became third-generation hotelier and what a career she has had that spans across three continents, with Paris being where she has made her home now. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Vivian. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Noreen. It's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, where would you like me to start? <laughs> it's, uh... It can be as short or as long as you want. We will cover it all. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we're actually, um, I'm based in Paris today. So uh, maybe that's a good place to start. Um, I've been living in Paris for on and off for more than 20 years. Uh, but uh, I've lived in other places. I'm actually uh, originally born in London, grew up in Canada, and then uh, traveled and worked and studied in other uh, continents, the Middle East, uh, in Asia, and other parts of Europe and uh, North America. Um, and yes, today, Paris is my home, what I call home. And uh, I think that's a good good starting point <laughs> to situate where I am geographically, because I'm quite often either traveling or or uh, in one place or another. No, that, that, that's a really good intro. And I love it. You know, often I'm the same, right? Like I say, you know, I'm Bangladeshi Swiss, but born in Bangkok, you know, so it's great to have those kind of stories. And I think that's what brings a lot of us in hospitality and travel together, like these, these crazy stories <laughs> um, with a variety of different backgrounds, which I guess, you know, is the beauty of hospitality as well. So on the topic of hospitality, what got you into it in the first place? Yeah, well, I, I cannot answer that question without uh, making reference to my my family and my father in particular, who um, is actually second generation in, in hospitality and uh, and and one of the reasons why I got into the industry, to be quite honest, uh, I spent a lot of time growing up and uh, being behind a front desk, uh, being um, in hotels on the weekends with my family because my father was on duty. So hotels and traveling was second nature for me. I felt comfortable in that environment and I enjoyed it. And it was it was a, a feeling of, um, you know, this is a second home for me. Um, so the familiarity and 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 all of that over time i enjoyed other areas of my studies um and had other interests i thought at one point i was going into education then um i thought about law and and many other aspects of um you know different careers um 
funnily enough, thinking about it and talking about it now, I realize a lot of that has come through into what I do today. But hospitality and tra travel really originally is something from a my family background. And um, um, and then as I progressed and I did my studies and traveled, I realized that I, I really loved the industry and um, came back to it. I did through my career, step out from time to time and uh, went and worked for travel uh, travel agencies, but then also advertising agencies um, and um, a few other industries, but always it brought me back to um, hospitality and travel. And is that what you studied? Well, I studied actually, for, originally I did, uh, so I did a, a uh, bachelor's in arts um, with um, actually a minor in political science, believe it or not. I thought I was going to do uh, one of one of my my dreams at one point was to be a prime minister for Canada. I thought, you know, there weren't any enough women. <laughs> and I thought, well, that could be a goal, be the first prime minister for Canada. Um, and, uh, my studies then brought me to, I, I did some work, practical hands-on work, working in, um, Asia where I did internship in food and beverage. So at that time I didn't have formal education in hospitality. Um, it was actually a choice I had made that I felt if I wanted to get into an industry, or maybe do studies later. I needed to know if that was really something I had a vocation for. I mean, staying as a guest is one thing, working in the industry. Of course, I saw my father working in the industry and I saw the number of hours he put into it, but studying it and then really choosing a career in it was something else. So I took my two suitcases, uh, went off to China and worked uh, for Shangri-La Group and uh, that was quite an experience and then worked for another group in uh, Germany in another department in the house uh, back of house and uh, housekeeping department and then got to a point where I thought well okay I better get some formal um, you know uh, management training and and a, and a degree I um, attended IMI, which uh, at the time was the partnership between ESSEC, uh, based in Sergi, uh, just outside of Paris, and Cornell, and did one year there, and then went on to do my master's in Belgium at the University of uh, in Rent, which is actually the Vlerik Business School. And... Um, I made that choice to give myself um, an opening and um, an opportunity to look at what other industries do in the field of marketing. So it's a mix. Uh, my background in, in my education, if you if you will, is a mix between hospitality, business, management, marketing, and uh, and um, other industries that I was exposed to when I was doing my masters. Mm. No, that was that was really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. And actually, you're not the first person who said political science um, as one of their education and that eventually, you know, they did end up in hospitality. But what they said at the time was there was so much that they actually learned and they were able to apply into what they were doing, because when it comes to communication, it really helped them in a different way. 
than they perhaps would have seen at the beginning. And, you know, having all those experiences that you have, I mean, I hope you can still be prime minister for Canada someday. Who knows? We need definitely need yes. more female senior leaders yes. in, in every realized, <laughs> I do realize today that that's quite an ambitious and, and not an easy job. So, um, you know, hats off to, to those who are in those roles, but, uh, but but and 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 coming back to your your question comment around um, education for me never stops. I've continued to um, uh, develop my skills over the last couple of years, and particularly in the domain of sustainability, um, with uh, with with various institutions, um, the the uh, University of Cambridge and also HSC. And uh, and most recently, um, as part of formalizing my capabilities and my certification in coaching, so it's true that uh, for me, education is, is is it's important to continue to develop oneself. Completely agree, and it was something that I don't think I fully appreciated till much later. You know, I think sometimes in hospitality, you know which is wonderful in terms of you're giving a lot of opportunities by working on the job and learning and growing your career just by, you know, the experiences. And I didn't see that as like education also requires something for you to do forever. I thought once I did my bachelor's, I'm done. I'm never going to have to look at this again. And now I've definitely been spending a lot more time educating myself in, in various different formats because I've had to learn not just the technical skills, but perhaps more of the personal development side of things in terms of, you know, what are the things that I need to learn to be, you know, I don't know, just a better, a colleague, a leader, whatever that may, may look like in terms of what I can contribute, because technical skills can sometimes also only take you so far, depending on, you know, how you want to grow and develop your own career too. Absolutely. So speaking of of careers, you've told you've spoken to us about your educational journey. Tell us a little bit more about your career journey. You've given us a little bit of a taste of it at the beginning of all the different countries and continents you've been to, uh, but tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, well, um, maybe I'll start from what I'm doing today. Sure. I work for a company called Hayward Group. I joined a little over a year ago. And I opened the Paris office a year ago. Uh, we're specialized in uh, executive training, leadership development, um, really focusing on harnessing, um, you know, the skills, capabilities of individuals and teams and to maximize their potential, their enjoyment of what they do. Uh, and also to that the company can reap uh, the best of, of what there is in their team. Uh, it can also go to the extent of supporting um, higher executives or, um, you know, middle management who are looking to hire new members of their team. We don't do necessarily recruitment. We work with recruitment agencies, but we can help in that hiring process. Um, and the other part of our activity is consulting, consultancy, um, when it comes to the hospitality, travel, and transportation as well, part of uh, the industry. Uh, how, I, how I got to this position and what I did before, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey. And um, I would say it's probably a good 
compilation of a lot of different experiences that I've had up until now. Um, I've worked for bigger hospitality hotel companies like Accor, uh, based here in Paris, where I was um, spearheading the brand Raffles Hotels and Resorts, a luxury brand, beautiful brand. Um, and uh, previous to that, that was on a global scale. And previous to that, I was um, based in um, the UK, uh, where I was working for an education institution, Glion, which is part of Somme Education, and they specialize always in the hospitality industry, but training future managers um, and, uh, well, industry professionals, and also those who are interested in the industry, but may go into other parts of it or other areas such as the luxury or aviation uh, industry, or maybe sometimes even retail. Um, and... Um, yeah, that was that was probably my experience over the last six, seven years. Uh, prior to that, I was in the Middle East and um, head of marketing and communications for Imar Hospitality, which is a um, Emirati company based in Dubai. And that was an amazing experience. We were developing brands, um, new brands, homegrown brands, existing brands that were expanding, um, namely the address, beautiful properties in the center of Dubai, uh, Rove, which is a very interesting um, group of uh, hotels. I think we're, they're now at about 12 properties in Dubai and, and uh, the surrounding area. Um, yeah, and so that was my Middle Eastern experience. But before going to the Middle East, I had been based in in uh, in France. So I keep coming back to Paris uh, <laughs> over the last twenty years. My my career at the very beginning of the career, um, I had started after my internship, which I mentioned before in China. I had started in London, um, and sort of that had been my home base. So I'd gone back and forth with different jobs, um, in, based in London, coming to Paris. Um, and then finally went to the Middle East and came back here to settle um, for professional and personal reasons here in, in Paris. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, when we come into hospitality, I think some of the attraction of it is because we get to move around a lot. Although, and I think this was something that has come up in various roundtables that I've done is for women when they choose to, you know, quote unquote, settle down for professional and personal reasons, they eventually have to choose a location. It's becoming, I mean, it's becoming a bit easier, but I think, you know, historically women have had to choose a position to be in. They can't be in that typical hospitality career where you jump around from location to location, especially if you have a family to consider um, as well. So I guess what was your you know, how did you come to, you know, choosing Paris, you know, what was the reasons for you to, I guess, settle and not move? Or did you move again after you came back? Because um, you said you kept coming back and forth uh, to Paris. Yeah, I, you know, opportunities presented themselves where it was, the, it was the right timing, it was the right opportunity. And it fit with, as you said, you know, my, uh, let's say family or personal obligations and my aspirations when it comes to my career um, to either be based in Paris or London. Um, but, it, you know, in all honesty, not easy, not easy mm. choices to make. Um, 
I'm I'm I have a son. Um, he's grown up now, but at the beginning of my career, it was really something that I had to think about and be organized uh, because I started in London. It was a company that was had hotels um, around the world, and um, you know we didn't necessarily have the same way of working as we do today. The same flexibility. Uh, that said, it was a company that really allowed me to grow and and progress. And uh, I think there, it was already run by a number of managers and uh, who who respected the fact that you know uh, there had to be a um, the right balance between yeah. family and and uh, women who were working and it there were many women actually probably a, a large proportion of women particularly working in marketing you get a lot of women uh it's changing now but a lot of women working in uh, the department and um yes it it they had to find a way for us to be able to you know manage work and uh, the personal life um so that it wasn't easy. I mean, when you start in your career, you know, you have to think about childcare or the cost of childcare, um, how how flexible the hours are and how travel will fit into that. So it wasn't always easy, but I, I managed to make it work and uh, got also help from from maybe family members and uh, and. Um, Yes, sometimes it, it could be challenging, but overall a, a good experience, uh, I must say. That's really, really great to hear and inspirational as well to know that, yes, there are ways to to manage, even though it can be, be challenging and you can still get some good experience and continue to grow your career. And, you know, you said you had support from the, from the organization that you were working at, obviously your family. What other things really helped you grow and progress your career and like move from different roles um, throughout your throughout your um, career so far? Um, I think the reaching out to and, and talking to uh, peers um, has always been very important to, to, to understand what other people and women have experienced and how they've dealt with certain situations and creating a network of, um, you know, colleagues that become friends that you stay in contact with over the years has always been really important. Um, some people call that networking. I call that creating and weaving, you know, um, uh, a group of people that I know wherever I might be in that city, uh, I can call on and say, hey, shall we have a drink? Uh, how are you doing? And it's almost, you know, like picking up from where we left off. We haven't seen each other for a while. And it turns out maybe, um, you know, there's some work that we could do together or they're, they're changing career and we're changing, exchanging experiences and uh, creating, I think for me, that's always been a, a support to know that there's in a lot of places that I've traveled to, there's someone I know that, you know, we've, we've worked together and um, they're also very internationally minded or, and they haven't, but they have also another perspective because they're living in another city. And for me, I really thrive on that because one, I'm so curious in nature, but I also really appreciate to see and hear other perspectives. Um, 
from women, but also from from men uh, that I've worked with, and uh, and I really um, you know either look up to or have had interesting working um, collaborations with. Thank you so much for sharing that and. In many ways, it almost validates this year of travel that I've been doing because it's exactly what I've been doing. It's creating that network really globally. You know, I really had this opportunity, like, I'm not sure everybody does that I could travel and I could spend time in different countries and spend quality time and network. And like you said, like, I know every time I go back to, I don't know, Singapore or Bangkok or London, you know, I can pick up the phone, I can get a group of people together. And and you're right, it's important for me to network with both women and men, especially for, you know, what I want to do in the future, and to continue to amplify the female voice as well. But I've also come to realize this, this network, but I like the way that you just you describe it, like creating and weaving a group of people that you can just pick up the phone and let, you know, let's, let's have a catch up, let's go for a drink, let's have a coffee. Um, and, and, you know, just stay connected. What I will say yeah. that, um, and I was speaking to someone else about this, when it comes to networking, you also have to put the time and effort into it yourself to make sure that you can keep it up and, you know, stay connected. I mean, yes, maybe you can go a year or two without seeing somebody, but it doesn't mean you mm -hmm. can't drop them a note or say, hello, see how you're doing, check in. Someone told me that, you know, you need to dedicate at least an hour a week to stay on top of your network. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it actually brings to mind something else, which is, um, you know, I've worked with um, education over a number of years in different capacities. And I've had not only peers uh, and managers who have, you know, I've worked for, and with, but also the, you know, the students that I've had um, when I've been either lecturing or coaching who have formed part of a group of people as well that, you know, I've followed their career, they followed my career, and I found that really inspiring and you know, a couple of years later, um, not so long as actually two weeks ago, I was in contact with one of my ex-students um, who's in Dubai now. And uh, we were discussing how we could work together. And uh, she was telling me what she was up to. And, you know, it's, you know, obviously our contact has evolved. Uh, it was maybe a couple of years back since we were in contact, but I, we felt the connection and we were still connected, of course, through social media that helps. Um, but there was already a very strong connection between us. And um, um, I think that's also a, a real, that's been a benefit for me. And that's, for me, it's become, it's been something very natural. I don't, I wouldn't say that I consciously say, okay, have I spent my six, my 60 minutes now doing my networking? <laughs> um, I think maybe that's part of its second nature for me, I would say, because I feel I need to stay connected with people and it's something I enjoy doing. And I want to know, you know, because I'm curious in nature, I want to know what's going on in other parts of the world and direct from, you know, people who are there. So, uh, but yeah, you, you can, you can fall back. I think COVID was a period which was 
obviously we, a lot of people have talked about it and written about it, but I think it was a period where it changes also the dynamics and maybe some people who were less keeping in contact um, were re reaching out as well to, to, to others. So yeah, interesting, interesting times. Yeah, two two thoughts come to that come to me as you're saying that one, when we were in Paris together for the roundtable, I got to see one of my former interns again for the first time after like, I don't know, four or five years. And I'm so proud of how much she's been able to accomplish and get, you know, done in her career and just to see her growth and, and see how she's also progressed. And and the the COVID bit, I think it often it actually made people more open to connecting and reaching out because everyone needed a way to stay in contact with one another during a time when we were all stuck at home. So social media definitely helps immensely. Yeah. Um, and what other learnings have you taken away from your career that you can share um, with our listeners as well? Oh, that's a big question. Other learnings. Um... So far, my career so far, so career is not finished. No, so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you know, you're constantly learning um, and discovering things about my, you, yourself as, um, as an individual and how you work with people. Um, based on the environment that you've been working in, you know, you sometimes you have blinders uh where you see things only in certain way because you're yeah you're in a particular context i think that's um that's one of my learn learnings is um you know so your, your mind can play tricks on you sometimes and you get so bogged down into i don't know maybe politics of something or the pressure of a certain situations that it leads you down sometimes a wrong path and you have to be careful and mindful of that because you can make mistakes and make wrong decisions um so i think you know you have to accept and we have to acknowledge that we do make mistakes but it's not to dwell on it it's to think about well how would i do it differently what what have i learned about myself from that experience and sometimes it can be difficult it can be quite yeah it can be quite hurtful um and sometimes it takes longer uh to get over it uh, and i'm talking in a, in a business context mm -hmm. um and then thinking well what can i do better what what have i learned from that experience what can i do um to overcome it is it an area of my soft skills uh, that I need to develop myself. Um, and um, and that, I think, the fact of being someone who I deliver training courses, um, I deliver, you know, I do coaching myself as a coach. It's important that I can be coached as well and work on myself. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons why I've enjoyed doing that part of, of my uh, work is that I've gone through areas of having to work on my skills on how I can work through difficult conversations or um, how, you know, collaboration, there's not one way to go about it. There may be other ways to approach things, um, questioning how what my the perception is of myself versus how it comes across in a meeting or in a 
in in a negotiation uh, discussion. So I think that's the the biggest learning is not to stop learning, <laughs> and and uh, working on myself, and that that will not stop. And that's that's been for me. Um, uh, probably one of the biggest things, you know, it's, there, it's, there's not going to end and I'll say, okay, that's it. Uh, no, I want to continue to do and develop myself because I know that's, it's key for, for what I need to do to help others, um, be successful. I agree more. And I think the more that, you know, each one of us learn about ourselves individually, you can then you know, teach others or share with others your own experiences because, you know, with self-awareness, you know, there's so much of that learning that comes along with it. So I think the more that we can spend time on ourselves as well is important for our own um, development. And I will move on to our final question and ask you, who inspires you? Well, um, I can think of a lot of people that have inspired me over the last um, couple of years from different parts of the hospitality industry to the music and arts industry, uh, from also my own network of friends and colleagues, um, and even from my personal life. Um, so it's not an easy question to answer, I have to admit. Um, but but I yeah, I, I have to say that my father's always been um a big inspiration to to me. And now looking back, he's you know, he's always been someone that I can talk to, uh, exchange with and give me advice. And so I think he's, yeah, he's been really the biggest inspiration for me and uh, support. And uh, I've, I've, I've valued that even more so today. And because, you know, he's getting on with age and, and in retrospect, you know, I think uh, um, we have a lot of common um, interests, let's say, and it's been a big, big, big learning for me as well, because he's always been a very um, people oriented per person even though he admitted to me that he was a quite a shy person uh so i think that's that's for me uh it was something somewhat of a revelation uh it never occurred to me that he was that was a trait for him so it it showed highlighted for me even more how much of an inspiration he was that he had you know overcome that and had worked through it and uh, um was you know is really you wouldn't know from meeting him because he's so um, personable. Mm. So for me, yeah, um, it was one of the reasons and one of the inspirations for me to come into the industry, uh, the hospitality industry, and certainly has been had a big impact on on my career and uh, and still is an inspiration. So thank you so much for sharing that. That was really beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Noreen. Lovely to speak with you and exchange uh, ideas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. 
Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.